The innovation divas really know the who, what, and why of inventing and love that they can share their knowledge, connections, and great women-invented products with their audience. Meet Melinda Knight, businesswoman, inventor, expert social media, and celebrity gifting guru, and her co-host, Deanna Cohen, who has been inventing products, businesses, marketing contests, and events for over 20 years. The Innovation Divas not only host this fantastic show, they also run the only network award program and events for women inventors. If you need the connections to buyers, the media, or companies that can take your product to the next level, then you are listening to the right show. Now here to share the who, what, and why of inventing, your innovation divas, Melinda Knight and Diana Cohen. What about that? I had my brace lessons. What about you? <laughs> I think it sounds great. Sounds you know, great. I, I think I'm going to have a new career. I think so too. Well, this yeah. this inventing thing doesn't pan out, you know. That's yeah, what we can exactly. do. Honest. <laughs> so, so let's do a formal introduction. Who are you, and what's your story, lady? Well, I am Melinda Knight, and I am co-founder of the Women Inventors Network. And my formal background is in marketing and design, and and uh, so we we use our background to uh, help women inventors. Really, very yeah. cool. Yeah, and nice. who who are you? Oh, I am Deanna Cohen, and I also have co-founded the Women Inventors Network. And Melinda and I celebrated our annual, our first year anniversary. She bought me a present, and I was such a lame duck that I only baked cookies and and, um, and pretzel sticks. Oh, no, I got that. You gave me a necklace, too. Oh, yeah, the one with the light on Yes, we went to a, as you all probably have heard from our previous shows in the past couple of weeks, we were in Vegas a couple of weeks ago and I did buy her a necklace, but really it was a, a trade show gem that was her light up name tag. And it was from a gentleman by the name of Terry Hickey. And it's a great concept um, for trade shows because it lights up and we'll be wearing that. I'm sure at the housewares show here in Chicago, if all goes well. Yeah, hopefully. And the, yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely a showstopper. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I did say to him, though, as inventors are out there listening, maybe you have a good solution for this. It's just like a little widget that needs to be corrected. But it this the light or the name tag turns while you're wearing it. So you need on the lanyard, you need some kind of something to balance it out so it doesn't turn. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it did turn while I was wearing it. Yeah. Um, so let, let's talk because one of the critical things that we always, you know, our big, big thing, as as you probably know where I'm going with this, is that many women don't think themselves as inventors, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's something we almost see every single day. They they don't realize, you know, what defines the inventor. It's It's not your gadget anymore it's it's it goes beyond that it's the gadgets but then it goes far further than that much further and, and so one of the things that i've noted is that you know you can invent a product you can invent a brand you know we have two friends here in the chicago area that i always you know give them credit but also say why why don't you find that you're an inventor they both are taking their product from an idea to the store shelf. 
And that's at the end of the day, what an invention or an inventor does is that they create a concept in their mind, they get a prototype developed, they either protect it through intellectual property, people like Tracklight, our favorite gals over at Tracklight, or the, and then they go through the process of getting that, you know, um, provisional patent to the real patent. But I think people don't even realize that we provide these services, right? You know, yeah. all these things that that um, connections to these people, right? Yeah. Well, anybody who's developed or any woman who has developed a product and and it could be just a new spin on something or, or a new design on something, you know, we like to support you and, and also educate you in protecting yourself. You might have developed a product and you don't even really realize that you have invented something and you need to protect yourself. So we provide the tools and, and um, get you the connections to, to, you know, be able to protect yourself and go forward and, and not make a mistake and, and you know, have your product taken or your idea taken when it is really truly an invention. Right. And, you know, it's interesting. We were, uh, Melinda knows that I was just on a call with um, a gal for the houseware show. And one of the things that she said, which I thought was quite interesting, was that um, some of these trade shows, before you even go to the trade show, you know, they have all the fine print, but because it's a public forum, a trade show is a public forum that it is not up to the trade show to make that decision and tell you what you need to do to protect yourself. It's up to you independently. And so I think that's what sets us apart. Not that we don't, you know, want to support all these fabulous trade shows out there, but they have enough on their plate and, and that's not their, their passion, nor is it their mission to, to educate and support the inventor on the, the basics and the beginning stages of making sure that their products are ready for market. And, and the Women Inventors Network, that's what we pride ourselves on, right? Yep. Well, I, I think a lot of the trade shows, you know, they just assume when you get to that level and you're out there getting your product that you've done your due diligence, that you've done your research, that you're at the point where you are protected and you're, you're, you're able to, you know, share your idea with the, with the public. So, you know, I'm sure that they have in their fine print too somewhere deep, deep, deep down <laughs> that that they're, you know, that they're not liable and, and all that fun stuff. So, um, but they're not, they're not having it. They should have it in the forefront. It would be nice if they, you know, educated the people who are spending a, a lot of money to attend and, uh, you know, putting themselves out there. So I think by when you're making that kind of investment, it's nice to know what you're getting into for sure. Right. And, you know, that's, that's why we like to make these kind of strategic partnerships with these trade shows is that if we can provide them with an educational piece and connect the inventor to experts within those different categories, I mean, one, that was one of the cool learning curves of um, going to the Las Vegas and even in our, our meet and greet with the inventors and the experts that we brought, and we only brought four experts, right? Mm -hmm. But I can't tell you, and I'm sure you felt the same way, how many of those women inventors that actually came up to me and said, I had no idea that I needed EDI. Mm -hmm. And they were at a trade show and they were trying to sell to these big box stores. So it is something so important that is so needed. And 
you know, besides all of our great other things we do between our, our shop, which is you know, now a, a free service, we may be adding a premium piece to that um, shop, but we have, what, a quarter million unique visitors per month? Yeah, I think beyond our radio show, I mean, really where we have a major impact is online through our website, through our award website, through Twitter, through Facebook, our blog. I mean, we really make a major impact for these ladies and, and get getting their product found and, and then giving them the, the tools to get ready to be in the big stores, give them the connections so they are prepared when they go to these shows. So that's that's our passion. And, and, you know, I think the other cool thing is that, you know, within that social media realm is there's so much value to, to our network. And we call it our network because of many different reasons. I mean, it's not just Women Inventors Network for the namesake. It's for the connections and for the, the vast outreach that you just mentioned social media-wise. So keep that in mind if you are a woman inventor right now and or you're thinking of developing a product, that the resources that you can find through our network, through our radio show, through all the things that we have, we have this amazing celebrity gifting program. Um, we have um, media at um, womeninventorswithaznetwork.com. And if you're listening to the show now and you want to be a guest on our show and talk up your product, then make sure in the subject line you you put radio show and we'll be in touch with you soon. You know, I think that's a really critical piece. Well, we try to have, you know, we like to showcase inventors and in our network, the ones that we've met that we really are impressed with and, and have, you know, a great story behind it. And then we try to have an expert, somebody who can help in a certain area, educate. So that's kind of the balance we've tried to, you know, bring to the show and uh, to educate our community, to provide some entertainment, so, to share some cool products. And so that's, that's what the show is all about. It is. And, you know, um, with that said, we actually have a really good show today. I mean, yeah. 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 So yeah. We our, have a great our, show. Our... Go ahead. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> We're, uh, I'm getting used to this new headset. It's kind of uh, hard to hear in it. Or, uh -oh. So, uh -oh. yeah. Well, I'm trying to figure it out. I think I got it figured out. But uh, I was just going to say, you know, as moms, we have our kids, too. So I have my little guy here who's sick today. So you might hear a little bit in the background, but he's pretty, pretty good. So we're all moms making it all happen and juggling it all. So but yes, we have a great show. And our, and our first guest is actually a woman by the name of Amanka. And, and she'll help us pronounce her last name when we get come back from break. Um, she owns a company that actually is... Um, a resource for inventors and especially women inventors and entrepreneurs to help crowd go after crowdfunding opportunities. So I'm excited to have her on because as you have learned, Melinda, that our second guest and we'll have them talk needs that added value, you know, needs money to help take her product to the next, next yeah. level. Well, crowd, crowdfunding is, is such a popular, um, platform and, and if it's used properly and if it's done properly and the right service you're using the right service it can be quite powerful but you do have to work for it and uh, so we're going to be learning all about that and and then meeting an inventor who would like to utilize that services so uh, we're gonna have a great show 
And um, and I'm excited because I think the connection between Julie and Amanka, and I think you know, will give those people listening the opportunity to hear really what crowdsourcing is all about and crowdfunding. And also, um, Julie has a really great product. I mean, it's it's something that you wouldn't have thought of necessarily for your little guys, but it's really really cute. And so we're really excited for our show. And we're going to take a break in about uh, 20 seconds or so. And when we come back you'll get to meet Amanka from Jumply. And I think that's what what we're going to be doing real quick. So um, stay tuned. Remember, womeninventorsnetwork.com, and you're listening to Innovation Divas. And we'll be right back. Linda and Diana will return after a short break with more of Innovation Divas. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Do holidays and celebrations get you down and leave you feeling frazzled? Then join Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Sandy will help you discover the secrets to having the celebrations you've always dreamed of while adding fun and meaning to your life. From Valentine's Day to Christmas to special family events, Sandy Fowler will show you how to put the fun and meaning back into those special days by taking a look at what we can do to turn the upcoming holidays into cherished memories and show us how to allow it to intertwine with everyday life. For more on the show, Sandy, and to receive Sandy's Holiday Happiness Booklet, go to HeartfilledHolidays.com. Then get set to discover the secrets to creating happy holidays and happy everydays by joining Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon Eastern Standard Time on Toginet.com. If you need the connections to buyers, media, or companies who can take your product to the next level, then you are listening to the right show. This is the Innovation Divas on Toginet Radio. And now, let's return to your Innovation Divas, Melinda Knight and Deanna Cohen. We are back after a short break with Amanka, and Amanka is the creator and founder of Jumply a crowdsourcing platform. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) We took a a quick little break, and hopefully you had a chance to listen to the beginning of our show. But the critical piece of, 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 of what you do to support women, can we get a little background of why you decided to 
to take this path to create a crowdsourcing platform for women? Sure. So we started out of, I'd say, my personal need. I ran into problems trying to secure funding and access to mentorship for a different business I, I started in the past. Um, and I looked around, you know, scurrying around, running up and down in circles, trying to secure the right funding I needed um, and the right people to kind of mentor and coach me through the industry I was I, I decided to jump into, but I found that that didn't really exist one where I lived and um, people who were willing to want to take a newcomer under their wings um, and kind of mentor her to figure out what it is she's doing to make sure she's doing everything right or as much as as much as possible the right way. Um, and from conversations with women entrepreneurs, women in business, um, moms, um, young girls, who wanted to start a business or delve into the um, business into a, a business venture, I found that women lacked substantial access to funding, access to tr tr mainly traditional funding. Um, and I decided crowdfunding was, I, I, I'd say to people all the time, women have been crowdfunding for ages. Um, if you think back to maybe when you were growing up, I was raised in Africa, so um, when a woman was cooking, for example, and you didn't have enough ingredients, what you do was, you know, you send the kid out with a bowl and she goes around to the women in the neighborhood and everyone pitched in. Um, and before you knew it, you had a meal. And I thought that this same concept could be applied to this problem we have of, you know, getting more women innovators, women inventors, women entrepreneurs, or even women who are starting nonprofits. I felt this was a way to get them the funding they needed. So that was how Jump We started. Well, and how, how, how I, the thing that I was really impressed with when in meeting you um, was that you really work in educating the woman entrepreneur inventor. And, and how are you developing that, that program? Sure. So what we found out on the onset was that most women you know, even women who live in, you know, developed cities or developed states didn't had no idea what crowdfunding was. Or even if they did hear of crowdfunding from someone in the past, they didn't really know how to navigate that landscape. So most people, a huge misconception in crowdfunding is, okay, I have this idea or I have this project. I could just throw it up on a crowdfunding platform and, you know, magically people will come from all over the place to fund this idea or to fund this product I have. Um so what we did was we put together something called the Jumply University. And it's a step-by-step, -step, very detailed process of crowdfunding, very detailed um, breakdown of crowdfunding, how it works, um, keys of the very key things you should do to be successful or to in, um, increase your chances of success. Um, a lot of, some of the things we've done is have webinars and have workshops, very hands-on workshops on crowdfunding. So educating and demystifying the concept of crowdfunding. For a lot of people, it can be scary once, once you find out the amount of work that goes into it or things you have to do. But our job here is to say this exists um, and we can help you try to, you know, figure out exactly how you, what you can do to be successful. So we do a lot of, like, you know, you're right, educational. Um, education, we're taking a very educational approach to crowdfunding. So I'm not just saying, okay, we have a platform here, but saying 
here's a platform, but that's just, you know, a tool. So crowdfunding platform is just a tool. It's everything else you do around it that, you know, helps you get the funding you need. That's so great. And that's really what makes, in my opinion, your platform very different than than some of the other crowdfunding platforms that we've seen. Now, one of the things that I even demystifies me or it would be complicated if I were the person trying to get crowdfunding is that marketing piece or not just sharing it to people and trying to get them to to um, contribute, but the piece that there is that element from my understanding that you give something back, but it's not necessarily uh, money or it's, it's, there's, um, oh, creative ways of, of giving back to the person Mm -hmm. that has contributed a certain level of dollars to support your project. Um, What kinds of creative things have you suggested or have you seen in the past that somebody could give back in those situations? Sure. So it all depends on what kind of business you have or what kind of project or idea. Sometimes, like you know, you said, it doesn't even. Sometimes it doesn't have anything to do with your product. Um, it's a lot of people do different things. It varies. So you could do, let's say, you're making a new kind of um, stroller. You could do, you know, uh, a, a different piece can be either named after the person or you know, a reward they can get might be. A, some component of the stroller. There are different, you know, there are different ideas, there are different things you could do. Um, you know, packaging, putting together maybe a video of the creative process or, you know, what you what you did to build your product, how this came, how this, you know, came together. So there are different, there are several things you could do. Um, even if you don't have maybe a physical or tangible product. Um, and which is something that scares a lot of people is, okay, I don't, I don't know what to give or I don't know what to um, give in exchange as a reward to people who contribute or back my project. But there's several, there's loads and loads of things you could do, you know, get creative to um, incentivize people who back you. And this is, you know, it's all individual based. It depends on what you're doing and what you're comfortable with. And and do you find that that um, I mean I know that you're still in the beginning stages, but are you finding um, from our original conversation? I, I got to say I was quite impressed that you had already reached out um, some big players in our industry, like the Huggies Inspired campaign. So how do you how do you market yourself to someone like that when when you're not a hundred percent up and going? Um, for their support? I mean, are you just a really great salesperson and and have the background knowledge to get them to understand that you're doing something different? Um, So it's more, you know, a lot of times it's more you believe in you have something worthwhile for the other organization. Um, And for me, it was a lot of research. and uh, talking to people in that organization, women who have gone through that program um, ahead of time to really find out, to really see, okay, this is something they need. So it's not me just throwing, you know, my product or, you know, at a, at a different organization. Is because I've talked to the people who went through the program or who went through, you know, finding out what it is that those people really need was what, you know, um, for me was my angle to that. But they're... Um, so mainly, yes, it was finding out what it is the women in that program needed. And then me saying, you know, this is not just jumpy, but this is something your women have said to us 
we need. Even after, you know, what the program does, we still need this help or we still need this assistance. And so here I am, bring the solution to what you women are asking for. And you don't have to do the work. I'm here for you to come do. And and are you in a position um, now that you can you can connect um, the women that come into your network with um, the platform to go out and raise money for themselves? Yes. So any woman now can we're we're beta testing the Jumply platform, but. If they're interested in using the Jumply platform, yes, we could either do, they could either either use Jumply during our beta test, or they could wait until we're live, we're lunch live to use the Jumply platform. And do you assist them or educate them on social media? I, 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 most people aren't real savvy with that. So, I mean, I, I know through the university, you know, there's the educational platform, but do you really help them, guide them through that process? Yes. Yeah, so we have a, a huge differentiator for us is having um, crowdfunding consultants and crowdfunding marketers because from the women we're talking to, our target audience, we see that it differs a bit, you know, to other platforms out there. As our women are saying, you know, I don't really want to ask people for money, one, to um, – I I'm, I'm a, I don't really have friends or family. I've you know exhausted that that angle already. So what the marketers and the and the consultants do is, you know, so this this avenue is no longer available for you. What else can we do? You know, the avenue of friends and family, or you know, whatever it is you, you think you've exhausted in the past, is trying to figure out okay, what other angle can we take? And the crowdfunding marketers, you know, exactly what they're there for. Now they're not going to do the work for you because it's your business and you have to, you know, take the lead on that. But their job there is to help you market your campaign. So to the networks that would be able to, that might be interested in what you have to offer. So that's, you know, exactly what it says. Crowdfunding marketers is the market helps you work with you to market your campaign. Right. And when is uh, when is Jumply going to actually officially launch? We're, we haven't set up, you know, uh, a date in stone yet. We're still working through different things because we're seeing that most women, like I mentioned earlier, are very apprehensive of asking for money or saying, you know, it's they still look at V crowdfunding as okay. I have to ask for money, and um, it's one of those things that you know they say. You stand in your own way of success. Um, you know, a lot of people think, okay, I've seen people on different crowdfunding platforms raise a million dollars or a hundred thousand dollars, but they don't really understand what went in behind that. It wasn't someone just putting up a campaign and people all over funded a million dollars. There was a lot of work that went into that, a lot of accent, a lot of, you know, sending emails to the same person or calling the same person over and over again um, and being Monica, very persistent. Wait. You know, and we're Monica, finding we that have... most. Amaka, we have to take a break and we are going to bring Julie in. Um, when we come back from that break, Julie is from Skite. How do you pronounce Skite. it? I think it's Skites. Skites, <laughs> Skites which are the most adorable little um, tights for boys with knee pads, little toddlers, babies running around. So when we come right back, we're going to keep you on the phone and on to talk to Julie about what her needs are in this in this arena. So we'll be right back. Linda and Diana will return after a short break with more of Innovation Divas. 
Get ready for Smart Health with your host, Dr. Glenn Mia. Friday afternoons at 2 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Smart Health is a one-hour program dedicated to discussions, interviews, and news in the ever-changing world of medicine. Information leads to smart choices, and smart choices lead to a healthier lifestyle. That's the quote of host and broadcast journalist, Dr. Glenn Mia, M.D. This magazine-style radio show is a fast-paced program bringing together medical experts, authors, and patients to examine what works and what doesn't in staying healthy. Dr. Glenn Mia is a board-certified physician in pediatrics and internal medicine. His philosophy to wellness starts with an investment. He says proper nutrition, rest, and exercise are the best personal investments to maintaining good health. So join us for Smart Health with Dr. Glenn Mia. Fridays at 2 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. It's talking smack with Beth, the real sports mom. It's one hour of hot topics that matter to sports moms and athletes. We'll be bringing you tips and advice from the leaders in youth sports today, as well as some inspiring stories from athletes and sports moms. With our own Sports Moms Roundtable, you're invited to be part of our show. We strive to educate and empower sports moms everywhere. Join us for Talkin' Smack with Beth, the real sports mom, every Thursday at 12 noon central, right here on the TogiNet Radio Network. If you need the connections to buyers, media, or companies who can take your product to the next level, then you are listening to the right show. This is the Innovation Divas on TogiNet Radio. And now, let's return to your Innovation Divas, Melinda Knight and Deanna Cohen. Well, welcome back. We are so excited to have Julie Thompson, who is the inventor of Skites, which is the most adorable product for not just your little boy, but also little girls. It's so cute, but it, it was kind of um, tailored after her frustration not being able to find tights to protect her, her little guy's uh, legs. So welcome, Julie. It's great to have you. Hello. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. So excited Hello. to hear your voice. <laughs> we, we love Julie. She's one of I our know. favorite Twitters. Tweeters. Yeah. Tweeters. Yeah. <laughs> Tweeters. Yay. <laughs> so, so we wanted to. And I don't even know that... how to use Twitter properly. So. Doing oh, a you great do a great job. job. <laughs> so one of the things Thank that you. Julie shared with Melinda and I was that she really wants to take her product to the next level. Right, Julie? Absolutely. Absolutely. When you create a product, I think you're, you have that small picture because it makes sense for you. And uh, if it makes sense for you, then you start thinking, well, if it makes sense for me as a mom, it has to make sense for other moms. And uh, so when I brought it to other moms and it, start, and it was making sense to them, I, it really started. It really got me going, and, I'm, and I was thinking, well, if these moms in Ontario like it, then I'm sure moms across Canada and the states are going to like it as well. So, and, well, and we see a lot of products, and we haven't. I have never seen anything like yours. So it definitely is an innovative um, concept and a solution to a real problem. Oh yeah, you know, and uh, like I like you had mentioned before, I created this product because I found that there was really nothing on the market that could address uh, the, the needs that, or the problem that I saw. I would take my 
sun out in the fall and it would be cold and we'd be either going for a walk or we'd be running to the grocery store in the middle of the winter and it'd be snowing and I didn't want to do the whole snowsuit thing because we'd only be in the car for maybe five minutes and then walking from the parking lot into the grocery store would be another two minutes. So I didn't want to do the whole snowsuit or snow pants thing, but the regular socks just didn't cut it. And uh, I would pick him out of his car seat and put him in the um, shopping cart. And no matter how long his pants were, I found that they would always ride up. And in Toronto, it gets quite cold uh, in the wintertime. You can get down to temperatures minus 32, 36 with the wind chill factor. And even if your skin is exposed for seconds, I know I've had my mittens on off for seconds and my hands are freezing. So it used to just drive me crazy. And I said, there has to be a better solution to this problem other than pajama bottom pants that were too small for him. There had to be something out there. And I couldn't find anything, so I decided to uh, create my product. And they're so well designed. I mean, really, we were so impressed with that. But when we were um, in discussions with you and wanting to have you on the show because we just fell in love with your product and your and your personality uh, we asked you kind of an area we knew you were doing really well with what you were doing but an area that you'd like to learn a little bit more about and and you mentioned crowdfunding right. so we already knew Amaka with um, Jumply and so we thought you know this would be a great time because we're all about education and and also educating our, our listeners so we thought this would be a not fun time for you and Amaka to to meet and and where she can really talk to you about maybe some options with your particular product on how you would use crowdfunding to um, you know take your product to the next level. So Amaka and Julie, great, meet each other. Hello, Amaka. hi Julie, hi Amaka, how are you? I'm great. And yourself? I'm well, thank you. I'm well. Good. So I've heard. I just recently came across. Uh, crowdfunding. I had no idea what it was until probably within the last month or so. So I've been to a few crowdfunding sites and um, I've seen projects that have been posted and I'm in the process of making a video and uh, posting or creating a project for myself. But uh, when I was visiting the uh, different crowdfunding sites, I saw that obviously there would be some projects that would get all the money that they requested and actually would get more money than they would have requested. And then there were other projects that seemed to be struggling a little bit. So what do you think uh, key areas I need to address when I'm creating my uh, project to post? Okay. So my I try to pay atten- um, a lot of attention to what you do pre, um, pre-launching your campaign. So you have there's a lot of things that are going to you know, getting your, getting your campaign together or getting people excited about your campaign even before you launch your campaign. Okay. Um, so a lot of, a lot of the, one of the big parts of crowdfunding is marketing. Um, you know, and you shouldn't look at this as, you know, I'm just marketing just for the campaign alone. Um, crowdfunding is not just only a way to raise money. It's also a way to raise awareness and get support behind your product. Um, or behind your idea. So prior to launching your campaign, um, you know, I tell people four to six weeks, even before you launch your campaign, start getting people excited about what you're doing. Really put a lot of thought behind the kinds of people or how you're going to drive traffic to your campaign. And what are you going to do? What motivates people? So really putting yourself in your funders or your backers' shoes. If you were on the opposite side, what would make you pull out your wallet and 
you know, back or donate to a project? What kind of rewards? What kind of videos? What kind of stories do you want to hear or see from people that would make you, you know, go in your pocketbook and get out your wallet and back back a project? Okay. So, you know, really thinking of rewards that would entice your audience. Um, and, again, where are you going to get the people from? So think outside of just your friends, your family. But, you know, again, for friends and family, start getting them excited. Let them know ahead of time, hey, I'm going to launch this campaign in, you know, here, you know, two, three weeks out um, or even in a month, and I'd love your your support. Um, let them know as soon as you launch your product, you would like for them, you know, you launch your campaign, you'd like for them to back your, your campaign because people don't really want to donate to, a campaign that isn't doing so well. But once they see that, you know, people are backing your campaign, right. they're more, you know, incentivized to do that. And I, you know, the, the advice here is a lot of different people would advise you either have maybe 20 or even a third of your, of your campaign donations um, already pledged. So know that, you know, you already have a base of, you know, maybe a third or mm-hmm. 20% of your donation already accounted for. Um, by either your networks or people who are going to, you know, who are very excited about what you're doing. Okay. So before I even um, launch my product, reaching out to those individuals and having 20% of the money kind of already in the bank is what you're saying, basically. Yeah, already accounted for. Already okay. accounted for. So, you know, once you, the, you know, launch your campaign, you can send out an email saying. Why is that important? I'm just curious. Sure. So, you know, just like how you, you you know, you, um, Julie, were ta- kind of turned off a little bit or, you know, some people are turned off when they see, okay, campaign is not doing very well. We all gravitate to campaigns that, you know, oh, they're doing well. You don't hear about the ones that don't do well or don't, you know, or don't succeed. Once you go on a crowdfunding platform and you see campaigns that are doing, you know, first of all, they're the ones that show up, you know, on the front page, one. Two, you know, you're, 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 you know, excited to click on, click on those campaigns to see, oh, what is this they're doing? Look at all the money they've got. Um, you know, those are two of the reasons. Another one is if you're if you're coming to a platform as someone who has no relations, no idea, you know, no ties to the person who has that campaign, um, you don't really want to back something that because you don't you don't you there's no trust there. You don't know these people. So if you see that other back in this campaign, you're more um, inclined to also back this campaign or to even click on it. So if it's it's more getting the first, I guess, level or first base of people that you do know to back you, which would then lead to open other doors so other people to come now and back you, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes total sense. And it kind of sounds like there has to be a like a business aspect to it, but there also has to be a, like the emotional piece to it where you have yes. to have that person fall in love with your story or with you or mm-hmm. with your product. And uh, right. And once right. you're able to get that emotional commitment from that person, they'd be more willing to support your cause. Exactly. So, you know, writing a good story behind, what's the story behind your product? You know, putting together a good video. Um, And the video is vital. And I, I'm glad you mentioned your you know, starting to get your things together now. A video is vital um, to a successful crowdfunding campaign. So having a good video that communicates both the product and shows some sense of who you are um, in the video is really helpful. Okay. Okay. And I've seen also um, with different uh, 
crowdfunding companies that are out there, they have two ways of running their program. And I don't know the exact terms, but one of them was if you, um, I think it was a more of a flexible project you could run. So the um, the kickbacks or the the percentages that you would have to give to the company that was hosting it would be higher, but you would be guaranteed, even if you didn't reach your goal, you'd be guaranteed all the money that you would make. And the other one was you would have to get 100% funding and um, and the interest rate or the percentages that you would have to pay back to that company was lower. Is there one you recommend over the other? Um, so there, it's the fixed and flexible campaign right, you're talking it. about. Right. Yes. Um, so if you make, if you reach your goal 100, percent you pay mm-hmm. a lower percentage fee than if you don't, you know, reach your goal. But right. with the flexible campaign, even if you're raising, if it requires five five thousand dollars to take your product or your idea to the next level, but right. you only raise a hundred dollars, you can still keep that hundred dollars. Now the problem with a flexible campaign is. For example, now you needed $5,000 to get to this level. But, um, you know, you've only raised $100 or $500. Mm-hmm. But as part of the rewards for your campaign, you promised people, you know, if you donated $25, you would get this product when it's finished. Right. right? But now, and I've, here, here I am, I've batched your products with $25, expecting the product and, you know, in, a, in three months or four months, whenever you said it would be ready. Okay. And for you to create this product, you needed that $5,000. But here you are, have only raised 500 You were only able to raise 500 So now what happened? Am I, you know, am I out of my $25? Or how are you going to, you know, bring this idea to life? Right. So wow. a lot of people who are, you know, new, newer to crowdfunding, you know, prefer that if I'm back in a product, that it's a fixed campaign. That way I know, okay, if she doesn't get to the five grand she needs to bring life, I'm still going to get my money back. Right. Because it can't happen. Uh, am, but with well, a flexible you campaign... Know, you know, Amaka, we are getting close to the break. I'm so sorry because we're kind of getting into the juicy stuff of, of actually making these campaigns successful. <laughs> um, but, and I'd like you two to connect after this. So um, be sure to send us. We'll, we'll send Julie your contact information. You can find Jumply. It's going to be launching soon at jumply.co. And we're so happy that you came onto the show, Amaka. And Julie, you stay on. We're going to talk to you a little bit more about Skites and your process and learn more about you and get to know you better. So come on back. Thank you. Thank you, Amaka. Linda and Diana will return after a short break with more of Innovation Divas. We often ask, is that all there is? Why is this happening to me? Why am I always broke? How am I going to survive this mess? Then join Dr. Geraldine Tegeloff for Nature Spirits Speak, 7 p.m. Tuesday evenings on toginet.com. Geraldine is a metaphysician, nature intuitive, and prosperity coach who shares with you how she went from totally broke to living what she would call her perfectly prosperous life. Through the combination of a wealth of metaphysical knowledge and her amazing ability as an intuitive, Geraldine brings to you the secrets of her magical journey of healing emotionally, spiritually, and financially. As with the ancient seers and master teachers, Geraldine has a unique gift of being able to connect to the simple 
simple yet profound messages brought to us by Mother Nature and happily shares these through today's note to self on her webpage, naturespiritspeak.com. If you need help with your journey, why not connect with Geraldine during her show, Nature Spirit Speak, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Are you fascinated by the stories behind the stories, the people behind their masks, the truth about people's failures and redemptions? in both their business and personal lives. Then Off the Record Secrets of with host Judy Schreiner is for you. It's people's secrets that make them interesting, but very few folks are willing to reveal them unless they trust that their information will be treated with accuracy, fairness, and respect. People have been entrusting their secrets to longtime business journalist Judy Schreiner for the last 25 years, and now she's bringing her expertise and impressive contact list to Rockstar Radio Network. Tune in and call in as host Judy Schreiner talks to guests off the record as they reveal new secrets each Tuesday at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. If you need the connections to buyers, media, or companies who can take your product to the next level, then you are listening to the right show. This is the Innovation Divas on TogiNet Radio. And now, let's return to your Innovation Divas, Melinda Knight and Deanna Cohen. We are back with Julie Thompson. She is a mama and creator of Skites. Um, Don't mess with Julie, though, folks. She is a police officer in the Toronto area, and um, she has really developed not only an amazing product, but one of the cool things that we like to see in our industry is how how inventors have polished up their act. And she, if you go to her website at skights.com, did I do it right? Yeah. You did. That's perfect. I'm rocking this morning. I've had my, 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 uh, my, uh, my two cups of coffee and, um, go and see, she has a beautiful presentation. One of the critical things that retailers, media, and um, even consumers look for is a product that is polished and finished. So kudos to you, Julie, for actually getting your website to look so fantastic. And I'm sure the product themselves reflect that. So let's talk about what that process was like for you and getting, um, getting your stepping, your each step along the way um, from your idea, which we know came about by going to the mall with a girlfriend who was buying tights for her, her son, and, but actually, you know, what is traditionally known as tights for little girls. So after you came up with your idea, what were the steps that you had to go through to get that product ready? That was, uh, you know, I think if I knew what the process would have been, and and it's ongoing because I'm still learning every day, uh, I probably wouldn't have started. But now that I've started it, I can't stop. It's just become part of me, and I love what I'm doing. But it was uh, was a long process, and it was a learning experience. And people often talk about the journey, the journey, and uh, this has definitely been about the journey and evolving into the person that I have evolved in, into because of this process. But um, I got it started. Um, I had the idea in my head, and um, I didn't know what to do, so I went on the Internet, and I uh, Googled an individual who had just started her business. Well, she hadn't just started her business, but she was a successful businesswoman residing in Whitby, where I live, and I sent her an email, and I reached out to her. And I basically said, I have an idea for a product. I know you 
gone through the process, would you be willing to help me? And uh, she responded right away, and she said, absolutely, um, give me a call tomorrow. And uh, her name is Marissa McTasney, and uh, she called me the uh, following, uh, I called her the following morning, and I told her what my idea was, and I said, help, because I do not know what to do. And she basically helped me, you know, first you do this, and then you do that, and it was kind of a step-by-step process, and uh and when I came to an obstacle and I didn't know what to do next, I would reach out to her or I would be fortunate enough to uh, find people or people would come into my life who would kind of guide me and assist me. And uh, and that's basically what it is. I had an idea, and I think a lot of individuals, they get wrapped up with, um, I have a great idea, I don't know what to do, so I'm going to do nothing. And you don't need to know how to do everything. You just need to do know how to do one thing, and then just start that one thing. And as you step, um, you will be guided, and that's how it's been for me. I've been guided along the way, and I've met some really amazing people that have helped me and supported me, and I am by no means an expert, but um, but I'm learning as I go. And having this avenue with you, uh, Women Inventors, has been phenomenal um, and uh, absolutely amazing. Um, opportunity for me to get my product out there and get it out to people. So I think one of the biggest things I would tell people is just start something. You don't need to have the big picture, but just do something. <laughs> well, then that's the difference between, you know, the dreamers and the doers, really, and the people who have an idea. You might come up with the most fabulous ideas, but you you, you got to start somewhere. Right. Right, and the internet is a powerful tool. You can find so much on the internet. So a lot of uh, research and searching that I did was through the internet. I found my manufacturer through the internet. Um, I found my web designer actually through a friend. But a lot of the other um, avenues and resources that I have used along the way have been through internet searches. Do you have very much uh, ha- many resources there in in Toronto? Um, there are. You just need to know where to look for them. I was very fortunate to find a manufacturer in Canada who ma- who can manufacture my product, uh, and that was actually one of the biggest obstacles I faced at the beginning. I would do my Google search, and all these companies would pop up, and then I would contact them, and they were no longer in service, or they would be outsourcing overseas. And um, for me, I, I it was important for me to... Um, Make a product uh, that was create that was being manufactured in North America, and my manufacturer is in Ontario. We have a great relationship, and because he is so close to me, if there's any issues, if there's any problems, he's just an hour away, and I can uh, go and see him, and uh, we can resolve the problem right away. So, I think um, at the beginning, one of my biggest hurdles was finding the manufacturer, and that probably took the longest. That took over a year to do. Oh, really? Wow. That's yeah. and, mm-hmm. and was it that you weren't ready or you just weren't finding the right ones? No, I just, yeah. I, I, it was funny because I, I had reached out to my manufacturer that I have now to ask him if he could make my product, and he wasn't in the business of making children's socks, so he said he couldn't do it, and then I had to outsource it and, uh, over to the United States, and I found a company there who made me some prototypes, but they weren't exactly what I was looking for. 
And but I was able to um, go back to my manufacturer and say, could we try again? And he tried again, and we were successful in making a prototype and then making the actual product. And I have to say, the design is so well thought out. I mean, when we say tights, I mean, you guys really need to, you know, go and look at it at Skites, S-K-I-G-H-T-S dot com, because the design is not, I mean, it, they're four boys. They're going to be adorable on girls, too. But, I mean, you're these aren't, you know, girly tights for boys. I mean, these are really well thought out. They look like something any mom would just think their little boy would look, looks adorable in, too. So you, you put a lot of thought into it. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of a, I'm a sporty mom. Um, I mm-hmm. play a lot of sports in high school, and I do a lot of working out. Uh, so I have that kind of tomboy side of me. So when I created a product, I think I put a little bit of it in me because they're kind of athletic looking. And, yeah. you know, I think for majority of families, the mothers are the primary shoppers. But families in the composition of families are so different now. We have one-parent families. We have uh, parents with um, two moms or two dads. So the composition of families are completely different. And I think this product would appeal to both men and women um, for those die-hard um, you know, hockey dads, uh, I could see them putting their sons in these products because, as you, like you said, they're not the traditional-looking tights, and they kind of have that different, unique look to them. So, Well, and you have a lot of color options, too, and the price point is very, very I, fair. I mean, you did it you, across the board. There was a lot of thought put into it. Absolutely. I wanted to make my products something that would be, because I was creating it for moms and I wanted to make it available to moms. So it had to be practical, but I wanted it also to be affordable. Um, and so I, I, I took, I put a lot of thought into the, the price point that I, I did choose for my product. And some people said, you know, you're pricing a little, it a little bit low. You could probably price it a little bit higher. And, you know, I thought about it, and just that number just resonated with me. And I said, you know what, this is a good number. I think this is fair for everybody, and, uh, and th- that's how I came up with my price. I think it's very fair, and and if if you're, you know, you know that your number's in the back end, so <laughs> you know, you know what you want to make, mm-hmm. and that's really all that that matters. Right. And 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 getting to a price point that retailers are comfortable with too. So that's that's good. And I love your slogan. Play, crawl, do it all. That's so cute. Thank you. Thank you. And, and, and so, Julie, what are your next steps? Have you gone to any trade shows? Are you selling to any, um, I assume, to some boutique stores in, in Canada and the United States? But um, what what is your um, next steps in the retail realm? Uh, we, uh, we do have placements in some stores in Ontario. We'd love to... Uh, get some placements or get some accounts in the U.S. Um, I've been for, very fortunate to have my product uh, ha- been reviewed by a number of mommy bloggers and a few mommy bloggers from the United States as well, and, which is great. So the next step is just expanding um, across Canada into the United States internationally as well. I know in Europe, uh, certain countries like Germany, Switzerland, England, boys wearing tights is very normal. So um, getting it out there, maybe getting it into the hands of some European mommy bloggers so they can do, re- do reviews. And then next year, um, we are going to be expanding our line to include a line for girls. And uh, I know uh, 
the, the market is so saturated with products for girls, but the mummy of little girls has spoken, and I think they really like the, um, the padded knee aspect of it. So we will be expanding to include a line for girls, and uh, then we'll, we'll take it from there and we'll see where we go. And, and how long have you actually been in, um, in market? I mean, have you... Eight months. How, long? how many months? So just, yes. Uh, I got my first shipment in January of this year, so it's been on the market for about eight or nine months. Oh, good for you. Well, we're excited to see your star rise, Julie, and thank you so, so much for being on the show today. And obviously, it's winter. I mean, I'm sitting in Chicago, folks, and winter is on its way. So go get your kid, your little toddler, some skites. And we're going to have some good people for you to talk to, our friends over at Plush. I think you would be perfect Mm -hmm. for for their um, show. Um, They do a consumer show out in Los Angeles with all the celebrities. And uh, and then they are getting ready to do next September a big um, trade show in Vegas. Or a, I shouldn't say big because it's going to be very selective yeah. um, in terms of the buyers. And so it would be really great for your product since it's so well done. So we'll make those introductions to you. And thank you so, so much for being on our show. And, again, for more information on how to get um, some Skites for your kids, go to S-K-I-T. Did I do it right? Skites. GHTS.com. <laughs> uh, thank you, Julie. Perfect. And I just want to say thank you. I just wanted to say quickly thank you so much for giving me this avenue. Um, your company is amazing, and you are giving women a voice and allowing us to be heard. And uh, just thank you so much from the bottom of my heart uh, and for all the women and mommypreneurs out there. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, thank you're you. so sweet. You made our day, Julie. Yeah. And we will see you all next week for our next encounter with the Women Inventors Network and Innovation Divas. Goodbye. Melinda Knight and Deanna Cohen return next week with more of the Innovation Divas. They really know the who, what, and why of inventing and love that they can share their knowledge, connections, and great women-invented products with this audience. And don't miss their big event each year in Chicago, the only Speed Innovation and Award Gala. Contact the Divas for more information.